Welcome back to the podcast, everyone. Today, I'm going to be talking about the number one master key that has kept me on fire for God. And so the key I'm going to talk about today is apart from what I assume that most people already know, which is obviously you have to read your Bible every day. You have to pray every day, right? You have to have that devotional time with the Lord daily. So that's kind of like a given. But the key I'm going to give you today is really something that took my life, my spiritual life to a whole nother level when I incorporated this because I had already been reading my Bible. I had a habit of reading my Bible. I had a habit of praying, um, but I didn't have the fire. I didn't have the fire of God really burning in my life. And I knew that I was a dry Christian, even though I would read my Bible, I would go to church, you know, and I wanted to serve the Lord, but I knew I didn't have the fire. And so this is the number one thing that God added to my life to set me ablaze and not just a one-time What I'm talking about today is not a one-time experience or a one-time thing that gets you on fire for God for a week and then it fades off. What I added into my life was listening to anointed preaching, listening daily to anointed preaching. And this, my friends, is the master key that God used to really change my life. And that's why, you know, I'm very passionate about what I do and what we do on YouTube because listening to preaching online is quite literally what changed my life. Having access daily to anointed, Holy Ghost inspired preaching of the word of God is what totally transformed my life. So you can see why I'm passionate about this. And so I'm going to share with you some things out of the word of God about the power of preaching. What is, what is preaching and the power of it? Because many, uh, people, especially in the American church, if you're watching this and you're live in America in the American church today, there's a lot of speakers and that's not really what I'm talking about. I'm not really just talking about listening to a speaker or someone talk about, um, Christian living or three keys to time management or whatever. That's not really what I'm talking about. And I believe on this podcast, you're going to leave with a greater understanding of what actually is anointed preaching. Preaching is not something that comes from the mind. (laughs) So when I talk about listening to anointed preaching, I'm not talking about listening to someone have a chat on their thoughts and just talking about the Bible from their brain. I am talking about preaching that comes forth out of a person's spirit, out of their belly. Jesus said, out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. And one of the outflows of the anointing is preaching. One of the ways that the anointing and the power of God flows is through what's called this this unction that can come on men and women of God when they preach the word of God. It's not something that comes from your head. It's not a speech. It's not a memorized speech. It's not, um, you know, because a lot of times you hear people talk in in American churches today and they're talking totally out of their brain. Even if you're yelling, you can actually yell out of your brain still. So what I want to take you on a little journey with, with me to show you how supernatural preaching is. And I believe that this is going to bring a whole dimension of revelation into your life. So I want to start by reading you first Corinthians chapter one, verse 18. 
Uh, this is what it says. This is for the story of the cross or the message of the cross is sheer absurdity to those who are perishing and on their way to perdition. But to us who are being saved, it is the manifestation of the power of God. And so I was actually talking with uh, my husband, Justin, about this last night. If, if so, you know, if you think about the gospel from a sheerly natural perspective, personally, if I had never had an encounter with God, if it weren't for the Holy Spirit and I had never had an encounter with God, I would think it was absurdity. You're going to tell me that God became a man and that he let people kill him and that he died on a cross. And, and so I want you to think about this. The message of the cross and the gospel and the word of God to the natural man is total foolishness, totally absurd. So the message of the cross in and of itself, the word of God is supernatural. It's not something that can be received with your natural mind. And I want to tell you a story about this, a, a, a little personal testimony. Uh, and this testimony that I'm going to share with you, this is when this chapter, this whole segment in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 began to explode on the inside of me because I experienced it firsthand. So me and my roommate, when I lived in Houston, so this was like a few years ago, when I lived in Houston, me and my roommate, Courtney, who was also my best friend, we decided one Saturday to go to the Museum of Art in Houston. So we're there and we're looking at this painting. It's some kind of, I don't remember what it was. It was some kind of religious or spiritual painting. I think it was like a painting of like the devil falling out of heaven or something like that. Um, anyways, so we start talking to this security guard who is standing there uh, in the museum. We start talking to him about this painting. Long story short, I start sharing the gospel with this guy. Like I'm talking full on. I am like sharing the gospel with this guy. I have tears in my eyes. I feel the anointing like coming on me tangibly. I'm sharing the gospel with this guy. Like I'm thinking this is, we're having a revival. Okay. And people are definitely, everybody that's passing by is totally staring at me because I talk pretty loud and it's quite a scene. And so I'm telling this guy, I'm sharing the gospel with this guy. I mean, I'm thinking this is powerful. Like I feel the power of God. And this guy is just like looking at me and he's asking questions. He's asking all these questions, not really receiving what we're saying. You know, my roommate and I, he, he's very much questioning everything we're saying. So long story short, we have this big, long conversation with the guy. We end up going down to the cafe. We're talking to him more. And so he's asking us all these questions, right? And he just can't wrap his mind around what we're saying. Why? Because he's trying to receive the gospel with his head. His head is a blockage to, you know, us trying to share the gospel with him. And so I remember, you know, we went home and unfortunately he, you know, he never received Christ. He had a lot of questions. He was interested, super nice guy, but and, you know, and I pray in Jesus name that we planted a seed and maybe one day it's going to hit him. But I remember going home and saying, Lord, wow, he thought everything we were saying was totally absurd. And this passage, the Lord brought me to this passage and it began to explode on the inside of me. And I began to have a revelation of this fact to those that are perishing. The gospel is totally absurd. Preaching the gospel is not something that will ever appeal to the mind of man. It's something that is supernatural. So that's the first thing I want you to catch this message, the word of God, the gospel of Jesus Christ is never going to be something that your natural mind can wrap, can, can wrap it. You can't wrap your head around it naturally, right? So it's something supernatural. So it goes on to say in first, first Corinthians chapter one, this is verse 21. It says, for when the world with all its earthly wisdom 
failed to perceive God. Worldly wisdom fails to perceive God and know God by means of its own philosophy. God in his wisdom was pleased through the foolishness of preaching to save those who believe. So God is chosen through the foolishness of preaching to save those who will believe and receive it with their heart. So God has chosen the foolishness of preaching. Preaching was actually God's idea and it's something supernatural. And so what's so powerful about this is that, and you know, it says he's chosen it to save those who would believe the word save it's not only talking about your new birth experience. Of course, it's talking about, you know, the day that you give your life to Jesus and get saved. But that word save in the Greek, it's talking about heal, to deliver, to make whole. So the full God has chosen preaching. Actually, preaching is the means that God would use to heal you, to transform your life, to bring you to a place of wholeness and completion in God. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching. So I want you to, I'm praying that, you're, that you'll catch this, that there is a supernatural element to anointed Holy Ghost preaching. And so I have another testimony I want to share with you. But before I share with you that, I want you to understand this. Preaching is literally an impartation of the light, the revelation light that is in a minister's spirit. It's literally an impartation of that light from their spirit into your spirit. It's a spirit to spirit impartation. And yes, you will receive knowledge with your mind. You will receive, uh, you know, wisdom with your mind if they're preaching the word of God. But it's so much more than that. It's not just a, a speaking a nice speech. It's something that's in their spirit that is imparted into your spirit through preaching. And I believe that uh, we need to come back to, especially in the American church, the honor and the reverence for anointed preaching and have an understanding of the power of it. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save your life, to heal your life, to deliver you, to transform you, to see you transfigured from one degree of glory to the next. And we're going to talk more about that, but let me share with you another testimony. So uh, uh, this is another testimony from when I lived in Houston. We did an outreach at the University of Houston, super liberal college campus. We did an outreach, you know, we did like giveaways and stuff to kind of build up a crowd. Uh, and then I got up there once we had kind of built a crowd, there was about 50 people there and I preached the gospel. And so I had actually, this was right when I got first called into the ministry. So like I had only preached like maybe a couple of times in my life. And so I remember I had this huge, um, gospel presentation that I had planned out. And basically I had memorized and I was like, okay, I'm going to give this point, this point, then, you know, whatever. So I get up there, you know, and I kind of start off with what I had prepared in my brain. And then something fell on me, which is called the preaching anointing the mantle to preach. And I took, I'm talking like I started preaching out of my spirit. My whole sermon that I had prepared went totally out the window and I began preaching out of my spirit. It was a total brain bypass. And I believe that this experience happened to me so that God could teach me 
about the power of preaching because I don't always feel it this strong, but this night I felt it so strong coming out of my spirit. It was a total brain bypass. What do I mean? What I mean is that my brain was hearing it for the first time as it was coming out of my mouth. The words were literally being formulated by my spirit. So I'm, I get up there, I'm, the anointing comes on me. I'm totally just taking off preaching whatever's coming out of my spirit, the gospel, right? I'm preaching about the cross, salvation, you must be born again, all that kind of stuff. And so when I first got up there, I saw these students, keep in mind, this is a liberal college campus. They're looking at me so aggravated, like, why are you talking about God? You know, there's people scrolling on their phone. They look totally disinterested. Uh, you know, I'm sure you can imagine. But as I continue preaching, I saw something happen where their faces began to change. People started putting their phones down. And by the end of my message, I'm telling you, people were hanging on every word. Not every single person, but most of them were hanging on every single word. Why? Because there was something supernatural taking place. I was not communicating apologetics to their mind. And there's nothing wrong with apologetics, but I'm just saying in this, ex this experience, I was not communicating or um, reasoning with their human mind. There was something supernatural taking place by the gift of Holy Ghost preaching. And you know, the, a scripture that became real to me that night was, there's a scripture in Jeremiah. It says, is not the word of God like a hammer that breaks the rock into pieces? And let me tell y'all, as the word of God was coming out of my mouth, it was as if a hammer breaking the hard hearts into pieces. Because let me tell you, when I first came out there, people were hard. I could feel it. There was resistance. The people's hearts were hard like stone. But the word of God preached under the unction of the Holy Spirit is like a hammer that goes forth to break every hard heart. The, the hardest of hearts, preaching can break down the hardest of hearts if it's anointed preaching though is not the word of God like a hammer that will break the rock into pieces and it began to soften people's hearts and literally almost every single person ended up raising their hand and coming forward to give their life to Jesus that night and I believe that God used that to show me to give me an understanding of the power of preaching and I pray that you're getting an understanding of this, that there is something that you need in your life. And, you know, Paul talked about it at length in Ephesians chapter four, and I encourage you to go read that. I'm not going to get too, too deep into that. But Ephesians chapter four, Paul talks about how the first thing that Jesus did when he ascended was he gave gifts to men. He gave five ministry mantles unto men. Why? Not so that we could have a upper echelon of Christianity so they could walk around and feel cool and we should, we should really honor them and whatever. No, he gave the fivefold ministry for the perfecting of the saints and to build up the body of Christ. It's actually for your benefit to sit under the fivefold ministry. If you do not sit under the fivefold ministry, I'm talking about real ministers. I'm not talking about self-proclaimed speakers that go around and talk about whatever, talk about the Bible from their brain. I'm talking about real ministers that have been installed by the head of the church, Jesus Christ. 
When you sit under the fivefold ministry, that's the only way for you to become a perfected believer that rises up into the full stature of Christ so that you can fulfill the fullness of your God-given assignment here on this earth. If you are not sitting under the fivefold ministry, you will never be able to fulfill the fullness of what God has for you. That's why I want to encourage you. You need to be sitting under all five gifts. You need to be sitting under all five gifts. That's awesome if you have a pastor. You better have a pastor and a local church that you are plugged into and submitted to. And hopefully your pastor has in different ministry gifts, such as the gift of the evangelist, teachers, prophets, apostles. You got to be sitting under all five. And so what, so let me now talk to you about what Paul said in Ephesians, talking about Ephesians 4. Paul was saying about himself, he said, there is a grace that God has entrusted to me, he was saying as a minister, and this is to every, to every minister, anyone with a preaching gift on their life that you may like to listen to, there is a grace that God has entrusted to them to dispense to you for your benefit. So if you're not receiving from preaching, you are losing out on many of the benefits that God wants to bring into your life. You're not running at a profit. You're running at a loss because Paul said there is grace that was entrusted to me to dispense to you for your benefit. And you may say, well, can't God dispense grace to me? Just God to me. Yeah, he can, but he's chosen also to use the fivefold ministry. Take it up with God. If you don't like that, I don't know, but this is the way that God has chosen to do it. So there is a, when you listen to preaching, there is a grace that is in that minister's spirit that God has put there that is entrusted to them and they are dispensing it. As you listen to them preach, they are dispensing that grace into your spirit for your benefit. It's not just you learning stuff in your brain. Now, like I said, you may be learning stuff in your brain, but there is a grace that is imparted into your spirit. So let's read this. I have honestly so much I want to say, but let, let's start by reading this. Second Corinthians chapter three, Paul said, we are, let's see if I can find, uh, which scripture it is. Um, he said that we are not ministers of the letter of the law. I'm trying to see which verse it is. Yeah. Okay. Here it is. Verse six. We're not ministers of the letter of the law, but of the spirit. What is he saying? He new covenant ministers. They're not ministering or administering to you a list of rules and regulations to give to you as an external thing that you can now govern your life by these external rules and regulations. That is not ministry. That's not new covenant ministry. Paul said, we are ministers of the spirit. There's something that is being administered to these people that he was talking to the, the Corinthian church. He's administering to them the spirit. What does that mean? He's not, he's not preaching the word. No, he is preaching the word. He's preaching the word. Jesus said, the word that I speak to you, it is spirit. It's the living word that is spirit that is coming into the hearts of the hearer. So he said, we are ministers of the spirit, not of the letter of the law. And so why is this, what happens when you are receive impartation of the spirit through preaching? It says that where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. 
Same chapter. He's talking about all this. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Many people have boiled this down to mean that, okay, well, I am in a worship service and because the spirit of the Lord is here, there is freedom. And maybe it could mean that. But if you read it in context, he's saying where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom Why? Because the spirit is the one that unveils Christ and imparts a revelation of Christ into the hearts of the hearer. He's not just talking about soaking in an atmosphere, which of course that's powerful. And you you can have a revelation of Christ just sitting in the atmosphere of the anointing. Absolutely. But what he's actually talking about in this chapter is being a minister of the spirit, preaching the living anointed word of God. You're actually dispensing into the hearts of people, the spirit, which is the spirit, which unveils Christ and gives revelation of Christ. Christ is the word. Christ is the word. So what's happening when you're listening to preaching is you're receiving the spirit of that word, the life behind that word that makes it real to you to where it's not just absurdity to your mind. Because if you're just receiving with your brain, honestly, if you really sit down and think about it, all this stuff is absurd to your natural mind. It's foolishness. It doesn't even make sense. That's why when you receive preaching, the spirit of the word, the spirit, when you... When you sit under a minister of the spirit, they're imparting to you the spirit, which unveils the word and reveals the word, makes it alive in your spirit. Now that word, it's not just in your head. The word's not just in your head. The word comes in your spirit. The word that is full of grace, full of life, full of light. There is a light to that word. It's not just something in your head. And so that's why he goes on to say in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, this this is the gospel. He said, it's the light of the glory of God. This gospel is light. It is light. So let me just repeat it again. When you listen to preaching, what's happening is there is light in that minister's spirit that is being imparted to your spirit so that the eyes of your heart can be enlightened to see what they see, to see a spiritual reality that they see, because you're never going to catch it with your natural eyes. You're never going to catch it with your natural brain. But as they impart light to you, spiritual light, then the eyes of your spirit begin to see the thing that they're talking about. You begin to see the cross. You begin to see what Christ has done for you in redemption. You begin to see spiritual realities with the eyes of your spirit. And it's not, it's and like, it's like I said, this message, it's foolishness to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, which is you and I, it is the manifestation of the power of God. When I hear someone preach Christ, it is the manifestation of God's power in my life. It's not just a cute story. That's like, wow, that's crazy. No, the, the message itself, when it's alive and it's light to you, it is the very manifestation of God's power in your life. Whew, this is powerful. This is powerful. And so I'll wrap up by sharing with you one last uh, kind of personal testimony to kind of illustrate this. I remember, you know, as the Lord was teaching me the power of this. Well, first, let me tell you this. You know, when I talked about in the beginning how this is what changed my life, I didn't fully understand all this at that time. But all I knew is that the moment I started listening to anointed preaching every single day, I'm talking word heavy, word heavy, anointed preaching every day. All I knew is that I'm not the same person anymore. 
over a course of time, like I said, it wasn't a one moment experience over the course of time. I began to be, I was so on fire for God. Why? Because the word was not just something I was reading and it was going into my brain. The word of God was being literally imparted to my spirit. The same revelation that was in those ministers was literally coming on the inside of me and exploding on the inside of me. And it was light. It was light coming on the inside of me. And I began to be on fire for God. And I remember a particular instance. I was in a meeting uh, with evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth, which his preaching quite literally is what changed my life. Uh, And I was in one of his meetings and I remember he said he was preaching about Christ in you. He wasn't appealing to wisdom and trying to, you know, come up with this huge exhortation of verbal eloquence of the mysteries of Christ in you. He was literally basically just yelling at us that you can do all things. Christ is in you, whatever. Just basically yelling the scriptures at us, but under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I remember when he said Christ in you, I tangibly felt something hit me in my stomach. Christ in you. It hit me in my stomach. I felt it. And I believe God allowed me to feel it so that I could understand what is happening when you sit under anointed preaching. Because over the next two or three months, I began to have explosive revelation of Christ in me. That became real to me. As I began reading my Bible, as I began studying and continuing to listen to preaching, continuing to study different books, that revelation, Christ in you, began to explode on the inside of me. What happened? That night that I heard him preach on it, the grace that is that was in his spirit from that revelation came into my spirit and I received the grace to have the same revelation and understanding and reality of Christ in me in my own life. And it began to unfold even over the next couple months. So I want you to understand that, that there is a supernatural, there is something supernatural taking place when you listen to preaching there. And if, and if you are being saved, and obviously if you're watching this video, you are, you are a child of God. So there's something in you that The foolishness of preaching, what's foolish to other people is the manifestation of God's power to you. You know, and it goes on to say in 1 Corinthians 1, it says that preaching, it's, it's a stumbling block to the Jews and it's utter foolishness to the Gentiles. But to those who are called by God, that is you, whoever you are watching this, to those who are called by God, Christ, the preaching of Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. You need wisdom in your life. You need power in your life. Begin listening to the word of God preached under the unction of the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's totally going to transform your life the same way it changed my life. It's going to change your life in Jesus mighty name. And so as we're wrapping up today, I would like to give you an opportunity. If you would like to sow into this ministry, if you would like to sow into the preaching of the word of God, which is what we've been talking about, the preaching that transforms lives. If you want to sow into that we would love to give you an opportunity to do that i'll put the link in the description of this video if you would like to give and partner with us financially to see the gospel preached in this generation and you know i of course preaching online is not the same as preaching in person but i do very much value what we do on this youtube channel it's very precious to me and i don't take it lightly because like i said 
listening to things online when I, when I didn't have the opportunity, cause I was in college, I couldn't go travel to the meetings, the revival meetings that I was listening to online. So I was, my life was being changed through online ministry. And so that's why I take this very seriously. And this, I believe that this preaching, no matter whether it's in person or online, yes, it's different, but nonetheless, it is precious in the sight of God. God has chosen the foolishness of preaching his word, that it might be the power of God in every listener's life. And so we want to give you an opportunity to be a part of that. This ministry is not in need in any way. God supplies our every need uh, according to his riches in Christ, in Christ Jesus. He is supplying us, but we want to give you an opportunity so that you can enter in to God's financial blessing on your own life. When you sow generously into the kingdom of God, the Bible says that you will begin to reap generously. When you hook up your finances to the kingdom of God and the word of God, that's how you unlock financial increase in your own life. And you know, uh, just a brief story, you know, in the old Testament with Elijah, the widow, as she provided him with, with bread and water, uh, and she sowed into his life. He said, because you've done this, the jar of meal will never run out. It was actually to bless her. God could have chosen any way to provide for Elijah, but he, he used that woman's seed so that she could enter in to the blessing of God. And it's the same for every single person that has partnered with this ministry or will partner with us. We want to say thank you. And we believe that you and your life, you're going to step into the blessing of God. And just like it was said for that woman, the jar of meal will never fail. No matter what comes in the world this year, I believe that God will abundantly provide your every need as you sow into his work in Jesus mighty name. So we want to say thank Thank you in advance and thank you for tuning in. If this uh, broadcast blessed you, I want to encourage you to share this with someone that you know. Share this with someone and make sure that you're subscribed to this channel so that you can continue to see our content and that will greatly bless us. And so until next time, God bless you.